0: The following is a Journey into Comics Network production.
1: Hey, this is Veronica from Foodies Watching Movies, and you are listening to the Journey into Comics Network Best of the Week show. Highlights from all the episodes on the network this week. Enjoy.
2: Ladies
3: and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics.
0: Welcome, true believers to Journey into Comics 175, Nate we are nearing in another big this is another landmine episode at like uh, as I said landmine I think I meant landmark <laughs> I, yeah, I <laughs> hope it's not an explosive episode it's not, not, gonna, episode. It's, not oh, it, it's gonna be a pretty explosive episode sure but 175 man uh coming in through you know it, it, it gets to a point and I think that's what I'm gonna start doing after 200 where until we reach another oo number I'm not I'll be like this is just another episode this is just another thing because um, it gets to a point where maybe I psych myself out saying, oh man, this episode has to be this because it's this number and it's got to be up to this par. Dude, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. We got to come in week in, week out, deliver some great content to all of our great listeners and we, who I want to welcome right now into the show. And Nate, today we have absolutely nothing on the docket. We don't know what we're going <laughs> to talk about. We, we didn't d- put up a plan. We, did, we, we, we don't have a game plan. We don't have a rundown. This is like... Literally, you and me. Early in the, it's not even early in the morning anymore because it took it's you. It's so not as early of, as it was. <laughs> no, it took you so long to roll out of bed that I've been sitting here. Uh, I've already eaten breakfast. I've I, I've already cracked into my first caffeinated beverage of the day, and uh, it's gotten to a point of where originally I think I was going to do another show today, but now it's like I don't want to. <laughs>
3: No, just keep it loose today, Brando. My thing is always, I think sometimes we do really good flying off the cuff on podcasts because it forces us to be our absolute best selves. We have to think on our feet and be able to just kind of be tangential, work our way into topics and stuff. Before we really get there, though, I want to say episode 175 has an interesting thing I have not told you about because I don't know if you know this. But since the Journey Into Comics network got into the month of December, every Journey Into Comics episode that is an even number has made our top 10 in the past three months. However, if it is an odd number, it has not made our top 10 in the past one month. So 175, hopefully will be a slobber knocker of an episode that will break this weird curse. It's so funny to look at because it's like 168, 170, 172, 174. I'm like, holy shit, we're, we're the evens.
0: When you said the word tangential, it, it is made that, is me that, think that, of Robin Williams <laughs> as, like as the genie for some reason. And
3: I'm just like, 175 is this magical, wonderful
4: place.
0: That was
3: a really good genie. Uh, No, Brando, you know, it's cool because this show, it does work a lot on the idea of that we can just, like, kind of rip with our tangents and whatnot and just kind of go with the flow. A lot of... There's not, like... A lot of really crazy news. There's a lot of like topics I want to kind of touch on. Nothing really in my mind sticks out right out the gate, but I'm going to tell you some things I've been doing that's going to kind of lead into this. So as everybody knows, and I'm not trying to just do a big long fucking start to show sales pitch, Brando. That's not what I'm about. But Patreon.com backslash Journey into Comics three bucks. Join the road to Patreon or the road to Patreon. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, folk, folks, I fucked that up. Join the Road to Infinity War on Patreon. We're doing every Infinity War or every Infinity War. See, I'm off my game today. Let's start over, folks. Here we go. Three, two, one. So go to our Patreon at journeyintocomics.com or patreon.com (laughs) backslash. Today, I do not have the plugs in me for some reason. It's like it's coming out all not in the right order. Okay, I'm going to try one last
0: you're like the sheriff of Rodingham from the, uh, the uh, Robin Hood Men, Men in, in Tights. Tights. Yes. With, like, he's so dyslexic, he just starts picking up random words from the sentence in
3: order. <laughs> okay, folks, here we go. I'm going to try this it's, again.
0: It's the existence of our train.
3: Train of our existence. Here we go. It's going to set me right. We're on track now because the train of our existence showed pirate up. pirate pikings. Pirate pikings. Okay, we'll remember that one, too. Anyways, folks, go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Join the road to Infinity War. We're going to review every MCU movie. Brando and I started with uh, Iron Man, working all the way to butt stuff, going to cover Black Panther. And then, of course, the very next day after that episode drops will be Infinity War. It will be time... You will have joined us on our road through Infinity War where we're going to be discussing where you can find Stan Lee and all the cool cameos and all the neat Easter eggs and maybe some of the after credit stuff and where are the Infinity uh, Stones within the MCU and uh, also, you know, what kind of crazy post-credits can they come up with? And I'm looking at you, Mr. Four Post-Credit Scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm only bringing up the Patreon stuff, Brando, because recently you and I, I didn't, I didn't know you were doing this, but I knew I was doing this just because... I have worked my way through the MCU in its entirety, front to back, as far as things that are released digitally and/or physical release. So, of course, I haven't rewatched Thor: Ragnarok. I did see that in theaters, and of course, Black Panther's not out yet. Uh, but man, it's been really kind of cool to reflect on the MCU, and it's nice to talk about it here while we still have a lot to go within the Infinity. War that we're doing, because I think only episode three or four just dropped. No, four drops this week. But Stuff's review of Thor will drop on Wednesday.
0: Okay, so I'm not working my way through. Um, I watched Iron Man, I watched Hulk, because I helped out on the literature review, and I'm I'm watching Thor Dark World uh, for Game Addict's review of that. Now, here's the thing. I'm actually trying not to go along, because what I want to do, and I want, and I've been noticing this already, and you're going to hear it uh, more in detail on like on the Game Maddox review of Thor Dark World. What it, this movie is a sequel. Yes, it is a sequel to Thor. But it's also a sequel, in a sense, to other movies because they reference other movies. They, In the plot, they just... She says, I saw you in New York, or on TV. You were in New York. They don't say what it was.
3: It's the Avengers. You know it, though, because they created this universe. But what if you've never seen this? Then what is, you don't understand that this is a sequel to two movies.
0: So, like, that's what I'm saying is that, like, they yes, for most people, they understand, they get it. He was he was in New York at, at, at the incident with everything going on. But you, if this is your first time coming in, you you've got to make this movie more accessible, and that is a detriment to me for for them to drop these little things where they're like, if you don't know it, you don't know what's going on like literally that should have been a little bit like more of a sales pitch to go watch that one if you've never have do that in a way where you know you know the they kind of did it later on with Loki turning into Cap
3: a little uh, bit yeah when he's
0: walking with Thor well because first you know uh he turns Thor into Lady Sif and then he goes what oh cuz maybe if I was one of your one of, like one of your new friends and it, he, then he turned into Cap, right? So it was like so. There's that, and then like you kind of understand. Oh, that's Captain America. Okay, I, yeah. I mean, granted, you have to be kind of living under a rock to not know what know what those movies are. But to the same token, you you've got to constantly be thinking about uh, scripting and words when you're looking at bringing in somebody brand new. This is their first exposure to this. Don't make them that confused. And I kind of feel like Thor: Dark World. I, I'm like I'm halfway through this freaking movie, and it,
3: I'm I know what's going on, and I'm still a little lost. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to hear your guys's full review on that. Uh, Game addicts had two movies. You guys are doing Thor: The Dark World, as you just said. You're also reviewing Ant Man, and as I was saying off air, I really love that because Mike, I I will never I will never not hear him say this the other day when I was last with you guys. Mike said I've never seen Ant Man, mm-hmm. and that shocked me because. I thought Mike was a pretty genuine Ant Man fan. It's kind of how it's come off in a couple episodes of JIC. So I was a little bit more hopeful that he would give it a chance. And then, of course, you know, things happen. It slips your mind. You just never get to it. I understand how that happens. So it just, it's really awesome that his first time seeing it is going to be your guys' review.
0: He also hasn't seen Civil War. Wow. And they haven't, I don't think they've seen Doctor Strange either.
3: Man, um, uh, and that, you know and and that's one thing I also I also want to mention it's kind of awesome in my rewatch of the entire MCU to notice how the Disney buyout slowly changed and rolled things over and how you can slowly see the evolution of what they're trying to do and then once the training wheels fell off I think like I really genuinely believe that they had a couple stumbles with Iron Man 3, which I, I give I give that movie a lot more credit now Rewatching it. I've said that before. It's definitely better as a Christmas movie. If you put that in your mind, like, this is like a Christmas story, or this is like Elf, or this is like fucking um, Rudolph, you know? It, it, if you put it in that, like, keep it in Christmas when you watch it, it helps to make Iron Man 3 a little bit better. And, of course, that's not my review, and I digress. Uh, however, it's like the Iron Man 3 and Thor the Dark World were a little bit of the MCU's really stumblings at the end there that's right when like the Perlmutter news kind of broke and everything was starting to fall off the wheels there and then boom Winter Soldier kicks ass Guardians kicks ass and everything after Winter Soldier in my opinion in the MCU has been solid
4: moving on to the poor four which for this segment is going to be a lot about trump there's a lot of trump news this week because we came across the anniversary of the inauguration so there's a lot of news i want to talk about today with that and i'm really going to kind of break it down into four main points there's a article i came across when i was going through from bbc regarding trump's first year in office the good and the bad and the ugly of it and some of the things like it talks about some of the good things he's done some of the bad things he's done some of the just the outright terrible. So really getting into Trump, there's been a few things I didn't really realize or didn't notice, and I don't know if this is an embellishment or not, was that so we have had 2.1 million jobs been created since last January. Uh, unemployment remains at 4.1%, a 17-year low in the United States. African-American unemployment is six at 6.8%, the lowest since statistics have been gathered for 45 years, which is awesome. Like Unemployment's never been below 7% in the african-american community uh consumer business confidence is up illegal immigration is down and prospects for continued three percent gdp growth so looks like that's a good thing but i don't know how many of that is directly related to to trump president i know what comes to happen a lot with presidents is that a lot of the initial effects of a new president's term is still residual from the last president's work because it doesn't nothing immediately changes so this could still be a domino from the last year of Obama's presidency. So we'll kind of see how the rest of his term goes. Um, some of the bad things. Uh, Republicans in Washington, D.C. Washington, control uh, the White House and both points of Capitol Hill. The level of control is so dominant that Republicans have not a governing majority this large since 1921, 1929, Sorry, which is pretty fantastic. And you'd think that with a majority in the House and the Senate and control in the White House that they'd be able to repeal some of this stuff, but really when it came to Obamacare, cutting tax, all that, it's not been as easy. Trump, despite being a very hands-on, very business, very negotiable legislative talking president, he's been largely hands-off in this legislative process. So it's allowed factions of GP lawmakers to bicker and openly fight causing the party to unravel a little bit so moving into the rest of this year with 2018 where there's elections. so uh democrats need only 24 seats to flip control of the house and 38 gop lawmakers already announced their retirement ahead of this election november so 38 republican seats are going to be up for grabs including so there's a chance to either fill it with another republican or possibly democrat that doesn't count all of the other seats that are up this year and With that, it becomes a lot more distinct possibility that we could, if the Democrats control either the House or the Senate, impeachment becomes more than a fever dream. It becomes a distinct possibility, even though it's a long shot with impeachment proceedings. Kind of getting down from the bad to the ugly, the way the president portrays himself being the victim of fake news and the biased media, and he uses Twitter to be little real and pursue political opponents, and it's just really beneath the dignity of his office. I know during... The shutdown, he posted a, a picture on the account with him in the Oval Office working. It's just him in a suit jacket, no tie, with a hat on. Just I think the hat really just doesn't belong. Like I feel like if you're in the Oval Office, there'd be no hats allowed. Hats, just, hats are meant for outdoors. They shouldn't be in the highest office in the U.S. It just seems a little ridiculous to me. And really, his behavior and the, the talk of his mental fitness and all... It's just kind of crazy. There's the whole thing with residuals from last week when I talked about the shit whole comments and... Uh, allegations of racism and disparaging for hate in other poor countries in Africa. And it's just... What is he even doing? But his supporters still love him. He maintained... The Trump supporters maintain his tough talk and social media use allow him to connect directly with his supporters. And they like what he says. And it's really like... Trump was elected to represent all 300 million Americans... That includes those who are black, brown, gay, Muslim, and transgender, but he seems to only be focusing on his base. The people who elected him, the the hardcore conservative Republicans, and he needs to be the president for all of us for however long he remains president. If he finishes the term, if he gets out to a second term, which would be quite an unfortunate circumstance, or if he gets out of office before that due to some reasoning. And it really just comes down to how we're going to view the future. 2018 is going to be a big election year, 2020 is going to be, he's obviously going to run again unless he chooses at that point to not, or if he's out of office before that, but we really got to figure out what's going to happen, because I haven't seen any Democratic candidate anywhere in kind of position to stand up to Trump in 2020 if he's still there. So it'll be very interesting to see how the rest of this year shakes out and as we move into Trump's second year in office, which is not a sentence I think a lot of people thought we'd ever hear. And there's been some polls that have come out kind of judging Trump on his first year. And it's kind of surprising. Over at NPR, they asked a couple of questions and kind of judged it based on an overall, broke it down to Democrats, or Republicans, independents. So it's kind of interesting. So there's a few questions here. It looks like just two. It says, overall, has Donald Trump met your expectations, exceeded your expectations, or fallen below your expectations as president? And it looks like, overall, 45% of Americans believe he has fallen below their expectations. 71% of that is Democrats, 18% of that is Republicans, and 44% is Independents. Those who believe he met your expectations is 34%. Uh, 19 of that is Democrats, 51% is Republicans, and 36% is Independents. So, and then for exceeding, only 15% thinks he's exceeded their expectations, 4% of that is Democrats, 28% is Republicans, and 16% is Independents. And then pretty much all the people that are unsure are around 6%, which people just have no idea what's going on. And then asking the question, overall, would you decide President Trump's first year in office as a success or as a failure? And how it breaks down is 15% overall think it was a major success, 25% says he was a success, 20% he was a, says he was a failure, 33% says he was a major failure, and 7% are unsure. And for the major failure, 62% of that was Democrats, 5% was Republicans, and 30% was Independents. So basically it seems to be a very political divide. So it looks like 62% of Republicans think he was a major failure. But fifty percent or sixty-two percent of Democrats think it was a major failure, and fifty percent of Republicans think he was a success. Looks like it's just more of the same. It looks like they're going to be very entrenched in the party line at least until twenty eighteen, when one House or Senate or even the highest office could switch. And then there was this CNN article which gave his first year report card. It kind of get ran over Carter's. I'm just going to kind of read this article to you because I. Found it kind of interesting at least some of the grades they were given it says exercising presidential power a minus says from the start president trump promised to flex the power of the presidency to get things done he wouldn't be constrained by the obstacles that have stymied other presidents other power centers and long-time washington norms so that he could achieve his goals the good news for Trump is that he came into a pretty powerful office and expanded its impact. He has dismantled a huge number of economic and climate regulations put into place since the 1970s and used his Twitter bullhorn to promote an agenda of conservative populism that has thrilled his base. He has unleashed a frontal assault on immigration through increased arrests and raids by immigration and customs enforcement. Attempting to stop funding for sanctuary cities, the refugee ban, attempted to end DACA, and his Legitimating nativist rhetoric that should not be uttered anywhere near the Oval Office in 2018. Although there's a major investigation underway of Russia's meddling in the 2016 election and into whether there was a collusion with the Trump campaign, right now the Republican Congress has done very little in response to the Nixonian assertions of authority and going after the investigators and the journalists working on the issue. And kind of speaking on this, is that when I saw the movie The Post, even though it's a period piece of really kind of developing around the Nixon administration, it's very much timely in how Trump is treating the media. So I encourage everyone who's be curious to watch the post. It's a very much a parallel story to kind of what we're dealing with right now. Now, moving on to legislating, they graded him a B-. He says, up until the end of the year, this would have been an easy F. For a Republican president whose party-controlled Congress and whose party disagreed on very little when it came to policy... A wave of right-wing legislation akin to the sweeping changes of President Lyndon Johnson's great society should have been smooth sailing. But it wasn't. Trump's turbulent leadership style and the chaos that gripped Washington as a result of his leadership left the GOP fumbling the ball on health care and failing to move any signature bills through most of the year. But he redeemed himself to some extent by pushing the massive corporate tax cut through, giving the party's wealthy donors a Christmas gift. It was a triumph, whatever the long-term effect of in the budget deficit, contributing to greater inequality. Trump has benefited in the short term from some major employers, such as Apple, who have announced expansion plans, or others who have said they would give bonuses to workers. Of course, passing a corporate tax cut should be low-hanging fruit for Republican government, and it is notable that even moderate Democrats said no to the bill. And the disastrous performance on handling the proposed budget and DACA deal in the past few days is a reminder that when it comes to Capitol Hill, President Trump is no Lyndon Johnson, which is... Definitely an understatement. For a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. I'm the
0: man of the hour. The man with the (laughs) power. Guys, I want to debut a new segment. I'm doing it right now because I just can't get around this stuff any longer, okay? I'm debuting a new segment called Rebooking with Brando, where I take something... uh, Either either take a show or take a, a storyline or take take this show. I'm gonna rebook this show right here, right now. Awesome. All right. Oh, I All can't right. wait All right. to All right. hear All right. it. So Nate, we have two locations. Sure. Okay. We we have we we have the Barclay Center. We have the Manhattan
3: Center. Okay. WrestleMania two. WrestleMania two. WrestleMania two. Sorry, I had a bunch of sneezes in my throat. I didn't mean well, to. I mean bless you. Um well, really I hope you feel better going forward here. Um, but okay,
0: so I'm trying to remember: um, was the IC title match after the eight o'clock hour?
3: Okay, so here's what I've got in the notes: you got the Absolution yeah, Fatal yeah, Four Way yeah. match yeah. with obviously okay. Then you got the little Kurt segment. Uh, they did the Undertaker package at seven forty nine. Okay. Then the Undertaker, the Undertaker segment happened next in the in the center, right? And 25 years of terror, blah, 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 teasing, all that shit. He doesn't really say anything. He doesn't really hype that anything's going to happen. I was really expecting uh, John Cena's music to hit right here, Brando. I was waiting on it. Like I was like, hey, when's Cena's music going to hit? This is the perfect opportunity, and of course it didn't. But then, uh, yeah, at uh looks like, what do I have here? 8.05 is officially when they started the IC title Okay, match. so
0: what I would have done... Restructure the first hour of the show where the entire first hour is at Barclays, and we move the taker segment. We we're, we're gonna shorten since the awesome thing uh, he doesn't he doesn't talk. We're gonna shorten the women's match just a little bit. So that way we
3: give Miz and Roman more time because that's gonna close out the first hour. Do you maybe rebook uh, this eight woman match? And I know you're trying to feature everybody, but do you maybe book it as like a six pack or like a three on three type thing to just get a, like a little less. Chaos going into the end of the first uh, hour.
0: Basically, what I'm doing is uh I'm after the women's match, we're going to go to break. We're going to do they were, they were in the Kurt segment, and then we're going to do the Roman Miz match. We're going to move the breaks around to where that way it works out to where the Roman Miz match ends the first hour. And then we take her And then the entire second hour is over at the Manhattan Center. Ooh. We don't go back to Barkley Center until, until the third hour. Um, uh, we're. This allows us to feature more at the Manhattan Center than what they got. We 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 kick it off with the taker segment. We go to break. We come back with Bray Wyatt and Woken Matt Hardy. Okay, so they get a segment, and then you can. Uh, I know they had uh, during that second hour was the Elias Cena thing.
3: Peep show. thing Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, the peep show thing. Um. Also, Jericho's in there somewhere because that happens before the Elias Cena thing. Right. Uh,
0: so we're going to mix and match stuff around to where the whole second hour there's stuff going on at the Manhattan Center and we're not we're not going back and forth and doing this crap and you close out you I I, they closed out the last part of the third hour before going to break into coming back to the they they, they had this little the DX reunion and then you had uh like you know the Bower Club come out and the Bower Club had like a 30 second match with the revival literally blinking you miss it. And then they beat up on the revival. Well, that's going to close out hour two. <clears throat> okay. okay. We're going to have a whole... Basically, what I'm going to do is is try to book an old-school Raw segment. Like, book that one-hour Raw in the middle of the show. Book awesome. an hour, book an hour, and book an hour. Dude, none of this back-and-forth stuff where those guys at the Manhattan Center have to sit there and watch something for 40 minutes then come back and they get a segment.
3: Yeah, it doesn't really seem fair. No. Uh, I will say they got some cool shit, though. I don't know if you saw like the behind-the-scenes stuff that happened after the cameras went off and Miz came over to the thing and Rollins came over. and you know I think they tried to make up for it a little bit with the experience, but honestly, Brando, listen, I, I don't have this kind of money. I just want to say this one thing real quick. I might not have this kind of money, but for the experience to sit in that arena, <clears throat> to get that ring and the whole overall experience, just to almost be reliving, you know, 1993, it would it would be worth that price for me. Uh, did they miss book? Absolutely. But let's keep going with what you got. I no, can't wait. You know, I, okay,
0: so AJ is there. AJ just does a backstage segment. You know, why not utilize AJ in a match? You know? Um, Yes Because I didn't really feel like Their nostalgia booking here Was that
3: great It 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 really wasn't And so I would Also did they tease the NWO Or say the NWO was gonna appear And then just Hall appeared Nash couldn't make it Uh, Nash had knee
0: surgery And was saying that He couldn't fly yet So he had to back out So only Hall showed up Um, Damn So yeah I mean it is uh, What it is, but we did get, um, yeah, like the DX reunion. I like some of that stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I'm kind of jumping around it, like in the show a little bit. I, 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 liked some of the banter, which that's always funny. Um, I like how Sean kept trying to bring up, like, stuff that he probably wouldn't talk about now. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> Trips is trying to, like, tell him, no, 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 no we can't talk about that. <laughs> and then, uh, He's like, but do you remember that one time we wore the Santa yeah. hats? And then um, I like when Sean got frustrated. He goes, dang, I used to be the boss of this group. Now you're the boss of everything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: Um, Absolutely. And then they brought
3: the, brought the outlaws out. Does it bug you that... Yes. I already know what you're going to ask, but the answer is yes. Does it bug Go ahead. you
0: that Road Dog doesn't say, your ass better call somebody... But calls Billy Gunn badass Billy.
3: Badass (laughs) Billy Gunn. Yes, the answer. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Brandon brought up a point I was going to bring up on the show. Thank you so much. It doesn't make any sense to me. I get so. Okay, growing up, I'm a big mark for the New Age Outlaws. So. Oh, you didn't know? Down, 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 down. Your ass better call somebody. You know, that shit, like. When that went off, when I was a kid, I would go fucking ballistic and be stoked. So now, when it doesn't quite hit that note, I'm like, you fake-ass bitch-ass motherfucking liar. That's not what you used to say. And then he's like, the badass Billy Gunn. And I was like, no! If you're not going to say it in the intro, you don't get to say it here, road dog. It's not, it's not how this game works well, anymore, my friend. And it would work if he censored himself that time, too.
0: Because, uh... Back in the day, he used to like be, he goes, the rope dog Jesse Dames, the B A double D, A double crooked letter.
3: <laughs> yeah. I remember when he used to spell it out. That was awesome, too. And, uh, you know, why did they bring Pac out like almost last? That was like kind of a backwards thing because it was a dip in the. Because no offense to Pac, and he got a great pop. The one, two, three chant was beautiful. Having him here, there in the Manhattan Center was a cool moment. And of course, also having Razor right there alongside of him, introduced as Razor and not as Scott Hall, which was kind of cool. Uh, but it just like his mic skills have never really developed that much, so he just has like a couple like chain smoker voice one liners, and then that's it for for Pac. He should have been before the Outlaws, and then introduced the Outlaws. That was my thinking. But did
0: you, okay. So you remember where Xbox used to have his own variation of the DX theme? Yeah, and then they just played the regular DX theme. Yeah, that's weird. Is there a reason? I don't know. I'm just I'm pointing that out. Like I was expecting it to go. Bleh, 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 bleh. And it one not turn the i the bottom line,
3: you know? Like uh, You know why I know that, right? No. Because who had all the ruthless aggression anthology music shit oh, always? Preston. Preston. So Every time we hung out together we would jam different stuff and and I liked the Xbox theme when I, I was remember a kid so of course Preston I fucking jammed really it.
0: digging the Val Venus theme. Oh uh, the horn like the saxophone like the porn music yeah and then just being like you know um him telling his mommy liked it or something and I'm like in my back of my head I'm like they don't know it's porn music. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like they're not catching that. It's, like he was, they're missing the reference. I, I just, I just
0: don't like it's. It's funny because the kind of stuff that we watched when we were kids, they won't even allow on TV now.
3: Oh Jesus, like, no! You couldn't. Okay, any any segment with Sable now, not a fucking chance. None. Sable and Mark Marrow segment, no way in hell. It's not happening. Yeah, well, like. I was gonna bring up like the like the Val Venus
0: um, like little segments that he would do where he's like saving... R- Ooh, pee pee, choppy, choppy. Oh, there's that one, of course. But like, like it would be like like the little film thing and like them on the set and he's like, "I'm on the set of my new film, Sh- <laughs> shaving Ryan's <laughs> privates." Oh God,
3: I remember that too. Hello.
0: And he he'd always have some weird sexual innu- like like innuendo joke to say. It's like that was a great Sean Morley in You see the big Valboski. It's kinda like a Timex watch. I take a lickin' and keep on ticking. <laughs> <laughs>
5: We went to Hooters. Cause oh, man, I haven't had Hooters in a long time. I haven't either. I had a
4: gift card.
6: He had a gift oh, card. Oh, reason I, reason I, yeah, I haven't had Hooters. It's not that great.
5: <laughs> I haven't had Hooters since last Hooters. February.
6: You remember the exact date or close to it? Uh, it was the 12th of February. It was
5: around mid... Like, Did you go there for Valentine's 18th, Day? 18th and 19th. Somewhere around Ooh. there. No, I went there for uh, my friend Richard's birthday. He's He was guest on the show last week. Um... He, we went for his his 30th birthday and I left cuz I had to I had to go to the gym and work out with my trainer and but they continued and then I come I come in to work the next day and he's like or he didn't show up which I didn't think he would show up cuz it was his birthday and it was a Thursday so he yeah I knew he wasn't coming in fast forward to Monday he's still not there and I come to come to find out His wife kicked him out on his birthday. Really? And like, which started this whole chain of events where he, Mm. where uh, I I convinced him and my friend Joe, I I convinced my friend Joe to let him move in, which was a hilarious joke. (laughs) I, I figured it would go one of two ways. I figured, okay, best case scenario, Joe lets him move in, it helps him out, they have a good time, it goes smooth. Worst, best case scenario: he moves in. Joe is completely miserable. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, they they just are at each other's throats, and we get to hear all about it at work, and it's endless entertainment.
6: Hmm. He didn't get kicked out for going to Hooters, did he?
5: No, he uh, he got him and his wife are rough, like see. all over the place. Yeah, but um, they're back together now. Oh, good. Aww. They they were like separated. Love for a like, happy ending. They're separated for like six, seven months. Oh wow! And then cool. finally they got back together. I mean, I I feel like I'm sharing a lot of private yeah, information, it but it's whatever. Eh. Neither of them have Facebook, so oh,
4: there we go. Let's
6: talk <laughs> about whatever. all their personal lives.
5: But no, R- Richard's hilarious. Uh, Rolo is what do you call it? I've met him once. Rolo, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, at the bar. Yeah, Rolo, Richard Olovich. Rolo the Destroyer, Rolo <laughs> Rolo the Aquarius. <laughs> he has many names. And they're all Rolo, they all start with the Rolo.
6: Caramel candies.
5: <laughs> I'm gonna text him that right now. Oh my god, that's
6: not a thing till now.
5: Hey, look at you. Go ahead and Woo! keep talking. I'm gonna while I text him. I just uh,
6: so some of these tattoos that you get. Do you just get them spur of the moment, like your goofy ones, or the goofy ones definitely? Yeah. Rolo, I kinda... the
5: delicious caramel candy. Yeah. Yeah. 'cause I went and got this I, got, I just wow that just clicked on me like Rolo the actual candy oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot Okay it's back to right tattoos it. go on well,
6: I was like I got this
5: I thought that looked fresh Yeah that's uh, ash Yeah uh, but everyone at work thinks it's Abraham Lincoln so. <laughs> 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 To be fair I I <laughs> I
6: couldn't I, I
5: didn't I didn't get that from my initial look at it or like earlier but like I've I've noticed and I'm like that looks shiny that's new. Oh, my God. That's new. But no, as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, ah, this is my boomstick. Yeah.
6: And I was like, Abraham Lincoln didn't have a shotgun or a chainsaw. He also, this guy's not wearing a hat or has a beard, but everyone thinks it's Abraham Lincoln. And then I got to, I had to explain to like five people what it was. And no, of course, none of them know what the Evil Dead is. And I was like. You should murder them. And I was like, well, it's it. like campy horror. And they're, you mean like, you mean like Chucky? Like that? Or like those, the Jason guy? You know, oh my God. The, oh, that I was like guy. it's campy horror so it's... she literally thought what I meant was horror movies that happen in a camp so you <laughs> was like, oh you mean, like Jason, uh, well
5: a no. lot of people don't know that term camp yeah they don't know that term. And I was like, uh, all right,
6: I'm not explaining this to any more people. I'm going like to long sleeves <laughs>
5: tomorrow for sure. I, I recently started watching it because it came on Netflix, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to finish I've it. I've watched
6: it like three times through
5: already. They got, so they got the first two seasons on there. Oh my God. Uh, so I need good. to finish. The th- third
6: one comes out real soon. I think Oh this sweet! maybe, if it hasn't already started.
5: Awesome. Yeah, I need to finish it. Uh, I kind of fell off it for a minute, but I'll, I'll get back to it. They're short episodes, so I don't know why I can't just yeah, binge it and easy watch it. To get
6: through. I'm a huge Evil Dead fan. Have you got to the second season yet?
5: No, I'm oh still god. in the first. I'm like, like set.
6: Episode two is probably my favorite. I'm on like
5: movie. episode five, I think.
6: Ooh, it's so
5: good. It's been a minute. Lucy Lawless
6: is still a babe for being fifty yeah, something. Yeah, she looks 50. pretty good in that. Like, oh my
5: god. I I was never uh, the I was never into the whole Lucy Lawless hotness craze but she looks pretty good in that show She's not young, Abraham late. lincoln ba- <clears throat> Abraham lincoln
6: that's alright mm-hmm. yeah, yeah good all
5: right. good one <laughs> I, I, I didn't come up with that one ha I didn't no, think you did that'd be wayne's world thank you garth <laughs>
6: <laughs> be it like the the xena princess warrior or whatever like, yeah, it's alright but yeah
5: I was never she
6: gets better with age for
5: sure yeah I, it, does she ever get naked in spartacus I, I haven't oh, watched spartacus. yeah a lot like every episode okay cool like a lot I mean, i've never lot. seen i've been episode. told to watch spartacus and i have or haven't. just
6: go to mr skin and watch all her clips that's
5: uh point. mr skin
4: oh back on the porn i, yeah. I remember mr Sorry.
5: skin for my early years this title of, episode is
4: going to be about porn right the title of this episode is going to be about porn
5: tyler talks about porn
4: <laughs> <We> <laughs> oh, man. No. <laughs> that i just, won't do that, that to easily you. have
6: to be its own podcast for sure. <laughs> Just what new fetish I found today, new thing I found out I like. <laughs> like your giant porn. Don't, oh, come on. <laughs> we, we won't get into that. Giant porn, what? It was, no, it was, it was it's like giant, oh, Jesus, Dave. Ah, uh, you're welcome. Like, I got you in this awkward conversation. It was like, I found a few videos on Pornhub and it was called like giantess porn and all it is is like, uh, I don't want to, uh, but it would be uh, like a stepsister or something who like tricks her stepbrother into drinking this shrinking potion and she turns him into a little (laughs) game piece or whatever and then she just sticks him right in
5: (laughs) that's a thing yeah so I once watched a uh, (laughs) so damn it Dave starting with I never watched um, it again though after
6: that day I swear
5: I saw this article on Facebook it's like they've finally done it they finally made Pokemon porn (laughs) This is this isn't this is just the beginning of the rabbit hole I'm about to go down. <laughs> so I was like, huh, and they had like still shots that didn't fe- have anything but they yeah. And I'm like, and it, it was a whole article about it and I was like, okay, I got to see this. <laughs> so I watched it and they had they had an Ash, a Team Rocket, uh a Misty and some chick that was painted and dressed like Pikachu. (laughs) Dekachu. Oh god. I get it. it. Dekachu. And she's... Okay, so... They defeat the Team Rocket and uh, Misty is like all hot from it and decides to fuck Ash. And then then Dekachu joins in. (laughs) And Dekachu stays in character the whole time. (laughs)
4: Oh god.
5: Oh God, is right because holy shit! Yeah, like I, yeah. I typically have the porn volume at like as minimum, just barely hear it. Maybe I, I, am not a big fan of listening to chicks moan. I don't know; it gets annoying. If it's the same shit over and over. I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I, I've and, and yeah. as I some of them are as right. I mature, the volume goes up.
4: <laughs> as, you, as your taste <laughs> taste mature,
5: as my taste matures. Um, so. I, I, when I looked for that video, I I actually came across the website it was hosted on and created on. And they have a plethora, a menagerie of fucking porn spoofs.
7: (laughs) Yeah.
6: They
5: they have an Avatar one. Ooh, I would watch that. There's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Not Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Posts different. Yeah, Pirates is an actual porn. It's the highest budgeted porno ever made.
7: Whoa.
4: <sighs> you got to check that out. And it's,
5: it's, uh, people actually watch it for the story.
4: <laughs> As you should. That's why <laughs> As you
5: should. No, I, I tried watching it, and I, I couldn't get into it because it was just like... Wait, every... is that a softcore No. Oh, no, it's hardcore. Okay. It's hardcore, Um, but it's like two hours long, I think. Oh, God. It's, it's... You only
4: watch like 10 minutes of it.
5: Yeah, I only
6: need 10 minutes.
5: <laughs> I, I I couldn't even give it that because like I I was just skim through for all the sex scenes and every chicken in the movie is like giant fake tits and I just, I can't get into fake tits I'm sorry yeah oh no um, I think you said
4: every chicken in that for a 2nd like, <laughs> every chicken has fake breasts. Fake, chicken fake
5: breasts chicken fake chicken breasts <laughs> they're not free range <laughs> uh back to back to the website so. I just happened to see this one of them. It was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one.
4: (laughs) I've seen that one, actually. You've seen that? Yeah.
5: Oh, so so they're fighting Casey Jones, uh, April O'Neil. They end up banging. And then at the very end... It's actually
4: April O'Neil, the porn star.
5: Oh, no shit? (laughs) That's awesome.
4: Not that I know that.
5: (laughs) So at the end, after Casey Jones has already gotten off, the turtles come back in, and they're like... so they fuck she starts like a fucking like fucking jerk circle or they start a jerk circle around her while she's sucking off their like fake turtle penises like it's so the prosthetic penises are like turtle penises are so bad and like she's like sucking them off and like jerking, she's sucking one off while jerking two others, and then there's another one just jerking off in the back or whatever. And it, it's so fucking bad. And then when they finally come, they finally come, it's like just green ooze shooting all over her,
4: like, <laughs> like a Nickelodeon show. Like
5: <laughs> it's fucking green ooze just fucking bukakiing the shit out of her.
4: Goodbye.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Game Addicts Podcast, the show where we talk about the modern and retro video games that we play and collect. I'm your host, Brando. Joining me here today, as always, is this podcast player, two, Mike.
2: Oh, hello.
0: What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm in a lot of pain today. I've been dealing with a lot of sciatic pain. And if you guys are wondering why you're not seeing us on YouTube, that's because we are not in the same place. Because... I feared form like my own personal pain tolerance level. I like to think it's relatively high, but with this nerve shooting pain sitting on those hard ass chairs that we have in the game room at your place, I feared, I feared. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to crawl down the steps. Padfoot's going to (laughs) like tackle me and just maul me with love the entire time that I'm on the floor. And I'm just going to have to like crawl out to my car And lift myself because it dude literally when I'm on my feet, I'm fine. I'm perfect. If we did the whole show standing up in front of a green screen like a weatherman, could probably do the show fine. But if I'm trying to relax, I'm in so much pain. And then when I try to stand up, I'm in even more so pain. It's like I almost have to stretch myself to be able to get ready to stand up. Right. Absolutely sucks. So We do apologize for not really being on camera this week, which is, it's fine, we don't have a whole lot of pickups to show you guys or anything that, uh, you know, coming up in, but what I do want to say, Mike, is that, you know, for the audio portion of the show, which is, I mean, we're a podcast, number one, so it's mainly audio, like, we got featured by our hosts at Podbean. Yes. And uh, as we record this, that was just last week. But by the time you hear this, it'll be more than a week removed. We want to welcome every single one of our new followers uh, and our new listeners to to the show. And hope you guys want to stick around and listen to us nerd out and talk about some games. The thing is, guys, is that we do this every single Thursday right here on Podbean. And, of course, if you want to listen to us on other places, we're over there, too, on the iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, and on YouTube, as I said. Normally with video... But that would be. Sent. I think. I think what I'm going to do is take a still shot of one of us, uh, like sitting at the table,
2: <laughs> and then we're not moving, but like <laughs>
0: we we're just talking. So that way, it still seems like you know, somebody clicks on that. And have you ever seen those like those really bad clickbait videos? We're yeah. like we're like oh I, I'm I'm gonna do this I, I gotta click on this or it's like a lot of the fail videos or a lot of the things put like a really attractive girl on the thumbnail and then she's yeah. not in the video whatsoever yeah. and then it's you feel duped so but you also felt somewhat entertained by the fact that a lot of people are just really stupid and eating Tide detergent pods right Have you heard about that
2: Yes We'll just leave it at that Yeah <laughs> we we'll just just leave it there
0: So. What we always like to do here on the show is that we like to start off with some pickups, and I only have one. I only have one, and I got the Mass Effect Andromeda Strategy Guide. And uh, I have the guides for the other shows, or the other shows, the other games, you know, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. I was able to find those and track those down. I have the big art book for Mass Effect 1 that Nate gave me many, many years ago. But I never did pick up the guide for Andromeda, and nor, nor do I really need it. But since you know I'm kind of that collector, I'm like, well, I already have the, the other ones. I got Mass Effect Monopoly. I might as well get this. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> the idea is that you know when I saw it for four bucks, I'm like, I'm buying that. That's only four dollars. It's in really good condition. Uh, a little bit of wear on it, but not much at all. Just like all the other ones, so it fits right in with my with my collection. And then when I go back around to like. Replaying Andromeda whenever that's going to be probably not for a good while, you know. Maybe I'll actually utilize it and try to 100% it and track down all the different crap. Yeah. Um. All 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 your different little things, all your different little uh, collectibles that you can get in that game. Maybe maybe I'll do that because that was part of the. Re- I like exploring, but I don't like redundant exploring. Yes, and that's kind of that's kind of what I feel was was in Andromeda. But you have a pickup or two over there as well.
2: I have two, so I found Perfect Dark Zero collector's tin, and it has everything in it, and it's in pristine condition, which you can see and nobody else can. The tin is not dented, and it still has all the sleeves, and it has the little um, comic book. the The tins came with like a little. Perfect Dark comic book. The other one is a collectible, which I'm going to get up and get. Uh-oh,
0: Uh-oh. he <laughs> forgot to grab it.
2: Yes, I did. Well, it's sitting up here, oh. which nobody else can see that, but it's sitting on top of the bookshelf behind me.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, well, See, I, I, I can't even see where it's placed. It's so far up there.
2: Oh, wait. Is that a... That is from Morrowind. This oh. is a colossus. This is a dwarven colossus. Yeah. Now anybody that's played these games knows that these things suck very much. All right. They I remember are, you are sending squirming. me the, I remember you sending me the picture of
0: the yes. Morrowind online expansion in that. So you picked that up for for the wiffy
2: Yes, yes, only, they did not have, the game was not included, so I merely bought it for the statue, because one, we don't really play that online, because we don't have the time to invest in that game, and anybody that knows MMORPGs, you must dedicate majority of your life to this game. So, I saw it at N&B, I was, we were downtown, we had, um, there's a new little ramen shop downtown, really really good we will have to go there yes it is fantastic um and i was like you know i'm here i'm two blocks away and i have three hours before i need to go to work yeah i'm going so he didn't have much in there he had a couple of okay stuff you know he's a little higher than everyone else and he had this statue sitting up and i walked by it and at first glance i thought it was part of bioshock Uh, you know what
0: when you first brought it down, that's what I thought it was, too, until you like showed me the, like the front of it, and then I remember you sent me that picture.
2: Yeah, so I walked by it, thought, oh, that's kind of neat, and then I kept doing my stuff, and I'm looking around, poking around, and walking through. There's some stuff I wouldn't mind picking up, and it's like, do I really want to get it? And I went back to the counter, and I looked at it, and I looked a little harder, and I was like, wait a minute. That looks like something... From an Elder Scrolls game. So I flip it around and it's Morrowind. It's the Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind expansion. And this is the statue. So literally, which at the same spot that I removed that from, I have the Imperial Collector's Edition. So now I have both Collector's Editions of this game. And the only thing I'm really missing is the Skyrim Collector's Edition. And I will have every statue that they've had out. And that one's like two hundred dollars. Yeah,
0: but that's where the collecting bug bites because then yes. what's gonna happen when you actually come across it in person? Yep. And then it's gonna get bought. Yeah. No. You know, that's the same <laughs> yeah. thing, you know. That's we we you know, we were talking all before on air, you know, I bought some new music stuff for like for one of my favorite bands and also our intro namesake, Iced Earth. Um uh, you know, uh the our intro is an eight bit remix of one of their mm-hmm. songs. And it, one of my favorite bands of all time, if not the favorite, my most favorite band. Well, anyway, I'm going to go see them soon. Nate's going to go down. Maybe we have a few other guys going down with us. And um, so I got the collectors or the collectors. I got the VIP passes with a bunch of loot stuff came with that. But then uh, it was literally like on Friday. I'm like chilling out at the house. Uh, we, we got out of work early. I'm trying to like rest and be comfortable but with my current pain situation that's not really happening too much so I'm just sitting there chilling and then I see that you know hey there's a vinyl sale over at uh, Century Media and literally like five of their records I got it for 50% off but they don't ship it's it's like a pre-order thing so these are what these vinyls are these are repressings of some of their back catalog that that Century Media owns the rights to. So then, like, if it's, uh, like, they had a sale on it, and and they said, all of them said that they were pre-orders, and that they would ship out on the 26th. So what I'm thinking is that these are the second wave of reprints for these. Maybe, yeah. You know, like, when they first brought them out, you had the first wave. They went out, and now they're getting ready to make more. So they went ahead and they had a site-wide sale on a lot of stuff. Like, hey, let's throw those up for like 50% off for the pre-sale price. <laughs> and, buddy, I tell you what, it's awesome because I, I want to start collecting vinyl. That's a, You know, I, I, I primarily collect video games and even some knickknacks, some, you know, some of the pop vinyls and stuff like that. But uh, I wanted to start getting in, into vinyl. The only issue is I still don't have a vinyl record player, but I do have a small little cool collection of vinyls that I have. I've been, and I want to get into it. I want to have a a full blown vinyl collection because I don't really listen to CDs anymore. It's all like when I'm in the car or on the go, it's all on my phone. It's like Spotify. It's it's podcasts, which you know the sound quality with that with music isn't always the highest. Well, when I'm in my car cruising or just going to work, or I don't really care how awesome it sounds. I just want to. I want to hear the song, but. To get the awesome, like, if, I, if I'm chilling at the house, why wouldn't I have awesome, you know, access to vinyl? So that's it, just something that I want to get into. You're listening to the Voice of Survival Podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Nate Phillips.
5: Let's talk about some of the most memorable ones. What what sticks out in your mind?
8: Um, let's see. I got to be the Mad Hatter once, and that was that was exciting. Um so that was because Alice in Wonderland is like my favorite Disney movie, like hands down. Absolutely. Um But that one stuck out um when I got to be Audrey in Little Shop. That was my other favorite. That was the first show I got to die in, and it was my senior year. Yeah. Like, so I finally by my senior year, I got to die in a show. You were like, <laughs> and I yes. got eaten by a plant. That's, like, the, that's best. the best. <laughs> absolutely, um, I believe I saw that
3: play. Actually, I'm pretty I think sure So at that, point that was the
8: last show I did. The when...
3: spring show right before you graduated. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do remember seeing that. Then, yeah. yeah. Uh, so,
8: um, let's see. We did that. We did Oklahoma. We did Annie. were you um, Annie? Oh God, no! We I got didn't know. A elementary. What, I didn't know at what time frame that all a, happened. that was my. I think it was my freshman year. Ah. Um, but yeah, we we I think by my senior year, oh but my senior year, we did two musicals that year instead of a, a play and a musical, so that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that really kept motivating me to pursue but everything more you, musical theater and
3: everything you did. I mean, when like because your your final year of high school, like the last six months, mm-hmm. I knew you. And, and it yep. wasn't like we knew each other every single day and we weren't hanging out or anything right. like that but you were part of my life now so it's this mm-hmm. change and like there are these events that I definitely recall uh, your graduation sticks out it's interesting you and my sister graduated like like three days apart that's right and there was this like are we gonna be able to pull everything yeah, off you and almost
8: couldn't make it
3: we made it happen though because we were straight up G's like that great. but uh You know, the other thing you did with your musical stuff, though, I remember the madrigal. Is that the right thing? Yeah. Yeah, And that was your senior year. We did the
8: madrigal. Uh,
3: That was really cool. Dinner theater.
8: It was super fun. We got to dress up in like Renaissance costumes and we were given characters to play
3: um that was a very bizarre dinner i think it was uh me sarah your mom your grandma your grandpa your and dad I think my Mark, aunt was there enjoy and, and like a
8: whole bunch of people came and we were in it was one you know and it was just like a night we we learned madrigal songs and like we we served cornish game hens and yeah. fancy puddings it was and delicious it was great um but yeah that was so much fun um
3: it's interesting uh, cuz I kind of know what happens next in this journey and it's weird because you are at a point you're you're graduating high school.
8: Right. What's, I have to decide what I I have to adult now.
3: It's time to be right? an adult and you actually take a left turn here.
8: Yeah, I uh you know, so you you have to, you know, apply for college, right? And I started applying just to um like the community colleges around cuz at that point I I wasn't really set on any specific major. Like totally. I, I didn't know, like I, I had ideas of what I might want to do, but it wasn't like, okay, career. What, what? I don't know. What is that? I'm 18. Pit- what do you mean? I've been a waitress at a diner. Like I know. So, um, I chose to go to, um, Indiana university Northwest. um, and I decided to pursue ultrasound and radiography.
3: You hated it.
8: It was terrible.
3: Every second you were there was misery.
8: I like. I took the first year of classes, and I barely scraped by in like my anatomy and physiology classes. Like, I I got good grades because I'm really good at regurgitating information and writing papers. I'm, you know, I can do That's that. That's a skill,
3: but it's not the same as it's having not, the knowledge, Absolutely. right? And
8: it's you know, and if. You're going into that field, any sort of medical field, you have to be driven to do that like for your life. It's got to be like, your calling. That's not, you know, like you have to have that in your blood. Like if you want to be a nurse or a doctor, like whatever. And the only thing that's made me go for that degree was that I could get it in two and a half years and most of my starting pay would be $24 an hour.
3: So you were just looking at the logistics, not thinking about right. the real I was just the real like,
8: Oh yeah, I can make a lot of money doing this. Like, I'm done with school in two years. And I took the first year of classes and I just was miserable.
3: In that first year, were you doing anything musically at all? Or was it like only, almost cold turkey? I
8: was only playing piano at church. So once um, a week. Yeah. Like we would have like the rehearsal like midweek and then, you know, Sunday we would have, you know, the worship service. Um but that first year, um, I did like a a community theater production of Grease, which was fun. I remember fun. that too. That I got was to be Rizzo, the, uh, yeah. Um, which was funny because I. I wanted to be Sandy because I am, my name is Sandy. Sandy makes sense. And I auditioned and the director, when we had the first rehearsal, pulled me aside. He's like, Oh, I'm excited to have you, you know, be our Rizzo. Like, this is going to be really fun. I'm like, out of curiosity, why didn't you cast me as Sandy? Just like straight up asked him. I I was just like, I'm just curious because I thought it would be funny. Like, Oh, I'm Sandy. I could be Sandy. Um, And he looked me in the eye and he said, I didn't cast you as Sandy because you looked like too much of a bitch to play her. Wow. And it, was, it was more of a joke, you know, but, but, but Rizzo fitted, you know, like it was, that was my personality at that time. I was a very, you know, in your face, like rough and tough gal, I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
3: I don't know if that's the, well, uh, yeah. I, mean. I don't
8: know, or at least that's what he... You know, in my audition that he perceived that more. He perceived um, your tough exterior. <laughs> he just, he said I was too much of a bitch to play Sandy. And I'm like, but I am Sandy. It's like, like come on, this
3: is, this, this is, is the role I was born to play. Like, that's bullshit. I will um, say that's a weird <laughs> thing of fate that you didn't get that role. I know. So I had bizarre. more fun being
8: Rizzo. Um, that's good. But so that was the only musical I did. Actually, that was the last musical I did. I have not been in a musical since
3: not technically but kind of i mean but in well, d- a different like way straight you know m- performing that way yes okay so um, you wow is that something you miss is doing yes, the straight up musical thing is I there do. are th- i actually don't know this because i'm not searching it out but are there things that you can like sign up for where there's like community there, there, are, or there are
8: places um you just have to look online there are audition sites and the audition notices and stuff and cool they're just open call type of things yeah um But after I did that show, that was my first year of college at IUN. So I basically did that show. I did my first year of classes at IUN, hated my life, and then decided to transfer to Columbia College in Chicago.
3: That was a tough Um, decision for you. And that came with a lot of weight. It did. Uh, There were, this is to go backwards to episode one of The Voice of Survival. That decision for Sarah was something that was like obvious. Yeah. Music. Music. It's what you do. Yes. It's what you need to do. Not thinking about anything else, right? By the time you get to make this choice, she's suffering the repercussions of what millions of Americans are suffering from now, which uh-huh. is this Sally May bullshit, where yeah. they just now it's Navient, whatever it is, it doesn't. Blah. They can all go fuck yeah. off, right? Um. So you have a bigger burden now because yeah. you've seen what happened. Actually, David also had the same thing kind of happen, right? But he on a went smaller to, scale,
8: he went to Purdue cal um for a year right and then he transferred to iu bloomington Mm -hmm. so you know he kind of went through that shift and then you know so me being little sis i saw my sister go through it i saw my brother go through it and then i was doing the same dumbass move and (laughs) you know fuck it it's my turn i'm like okay well great (laughs) so and my mom was hesitant about like letting me make that decision because she's like okay if you do this you have to take out student loans like there's no way there's no no way around it correct because like i had a small scholarship to go to iun um based on like my my gpa and like nonsense like that and i i tried to get scholarships for columbia and it just didn't work out whatever so initially when i uh decided to transfer to columbia i wanted to do musical theater because that was the last thing i did and that's what i wanted to do and I started researching into their programs and, like, what their class would be like. And, like, I don't know why it didn't resonate with me studying theater there. Okay. Because um, I heard I heard good things about their theater program, but not so much about their musical theater program at the time. I, I don't know. You're like, um, I don't
3: want to take this gamble. I seem, Maybe I should I do something kind of, safe. Kind of,
8: yeah. I seem kind of hesitant. At first. You're like, this Um, is a lot
3: of money to decide on a gamble. right?"
8: And, you know, you got to choose your career.
3: Absolutely. And
8: so in my head, I'm like, okay, well, if I don't do that, I should just do something music related and try to go the teacher route and try to do like, oh, I can go here, get a vocal degree and then pursue a master's and then I can be a college professor. And that was initially
3: the the, idea,
8: you know, I'm like, okay, so I chose to do a vocal performance degree. Um, so I got my bachelor's and, you know, I still had to take all the other random classes, science, English, lit, whatever classes. Um, but the bulk of my work was, you know, music theory and voice classes and sight singing and like all of that type of stuff. Um, and pretty much it wasn't until the end of my senior or going into my senior year that I really even thought of pursuing like my own music
3: like now the change has yes. happened you're like wait a minute hold on yes i've been spending
8: i spent three years there
3: uh, well and not only did you spend three years there you spent your like entire life leading up to these moments and then it hits you like wait a minute i've been playing all these other motherfucking people's songs right? why can't i do it myself <laughs> like why can't i write my own right. stuff there's stuff that i want to say um, why can't i yeah so what's the experience like when you decide like for your first attempt to write a song It's time for brews with dudes.
7: Ah, juicy. But why don't okay. we Why don't we get a sip first before we start describing it? Yes. Cheers, everyone.
2: Cheers. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. All everyone's right, right everyone's cheers. trying so hard
7: to reach each other.
0: <laughs>
7: well, I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. It's it does nice taste and like beer. nice and light. <laughs> I
9: don't know. You mean, it tastes like light. a lager?
7: It's very light. Something like that. A light maybe. blonde cougar. Like a, they wouldn't they say it so. They, they would I call like it a, a blonde ale. Oh, I would I would they say would also.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's what um, I'm getting. light. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if Ryan really guys
7: wanted it to be called a logger, they would probably call it a logger. But that's none of my business. Um. What do they have to say about it? They say this bright blonde ale shines a brilliant malt Are character.
0: Yeah,
2: or a pilsner.
7: Yeah, kind of. To be more yeah. precise, I thought it was a pilsner too. I think that that they in in this new age of it. beer, craft beer, they think by adding like the adjective blonde that it's hiding the fact that no, this is. This is just a Budweiser, <laughs> but it's spring. It's. I'm not. I'm not here to judge. Yeah, I can't just, really disagree with. The actually, fact that. Actually, that's exactly what I'm here to Kinda do. Kind of tastes like a mainstream weird.
9: That's exactly. This is you know, what I would. Like. It you, you know, a like
2: Budweiser
5: which smells like rotten cheese. <laughs> I don't well. think it smells like Budweiser because I like Budweiser. <laughs>
7: It like something it. I would it shot like yeah, yeah. With a shotgun. Middle-aged yeah, I picture it. this
9: in like in like a beer bong at a college fraternity somewhere. It says this cougar stays
7: fierce. Maybe <laughs> this is something that is supposed nice? to attract middle-aged women. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? They, what you got to do is you got to drink these all night, and by the end of the night, then you then you find the cougars will be attracted to the smell of your breath and pheromones.
4: <laughs> well, I better get started then. That's <laughs> what I've heard, <laughs>
7: at least. Yes.
5: Yeah, I, I do not enjoy this scent. Man, <laughs> I say just a, I'm glad that one's over. <laughs> it is. It straight up it is. Was it skunky? It maybe. No, it was just.
9: It's not skunky. It purpose. It's
0: funny because you get a guy like. Yeah. Ooh. I
5: preferred the first two over the.
7: Yeah, rolling. I threw that one down the hatch. Sorry, Cougar, you're not the one for me.
5: Nope. <laughs>
6: Bye, <Felicia. laughs>
7: well, goodness, we're not wasting any time at all. Then how about we jump right into the bevels? I like the name of this one. Cidergeist. Yeah, the cidergeist, that's good. Did someone else want to help pour? Are you gonna make me do it all again? I'll
9: help. Yeah.
7: Fucking
5: asshole. Oh, are we using
7: new glue? oh I should have saved my old cup.
9: Ooh. I think this one was mine. That's pink. <laughs> oh damn. It smells use, good too. I keep, like, You keep you keep mentioning the smell of the of the beers and I keep smelling my microphone on accident. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. What's that like, smell like, this one still yeah, smells like spit. It's like the piano man in here. The microphone smells <laughs> like a beer.
5: Spit.
6: Load me
7: up, Dave. When you're spitting into a microphone for Load years. You need some
9: awesome. It's just a pre-sample of the <laughs> well, events to come for the evening. They own all the
6: songs anyway. Yeah. You know they
5: wrote you, them
9: all.
5: You know how you got Super a, a old pair of socks on and that you haven't changed in a while, and you got to take, right. take them off, you clean them you like the you. between your toes? Well, <laughs> that's what it smells like.
7: That's man. what this smells like to you? <laughs> This one? Chris. It was like what? what? Like, yeah, I think after Fizzy this episode, gum. you're going back to no mic privileges. <laughs> it, it does smell you know, like do. bubblegum. No,
2: yeah, no yeah, like go it's days like bubbly bubblegum. Yeah, days great. and
4: days. Uh, I
7: think <laughs> I it looks day. like Dongo's moved on from this, this whole podcast <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, you do.
4: He's Liar. He's missing um, out on the cheers. Does he have a kiss?
6: Wait,
9: wait,
7: wait. Let's wait
9: for... That's true. All right. You already got...
7: All right, guys. Let's get a cheers going on, and let's try this. The bubbles. Uh, bubbles. Fucking like <laughs> decent. Wow, that is interesting. Oh, that I like is it. good. Rose sour. ale. That's really? a nice it. zero, really zero zero. It's a
9: it's cider. Sour.
5: Yeah, it does taste do sour. It does. Cidergeist. Like tart
9: uh, I like it a lot. Steven keeps like shoving
5: his microphone in my face Juicy <laughs> fruitness
7: mm. What do they have to say about it A rose ale is made with apples, peach, and cranberry For additional pink hue, tartness, and juicy fruitness Tasty Juicy
9: fruitness you can definitely, definitely
7: taste the apple This is definitely very sweet This is definitely cider-esque Pretty tasty cider, Gase. I like the word rosé though. This is 6.2. That's not bad for for tasting the sweet. I
4: enjoy it, but I enjoy a cider every once out. in a while. I it's pretty smooth,
7: than... I could definitely
9: drink a whole it's one of better these. Better than a
3: reds, but I don't think I could have more than
4: yeah. one. I could like start the night
3: something
2: sweet, and then like. Finish the night with this as my final beer, just to. That's the nightcap dessert. beer. That's yeah, the is. nightcap beer right there my nightcap, This is what, what you, beer? you bring
9: a six <laughs> pack of this home <laughs> to your girlfriend.
7: <laughs>
9: Drink shower one of them. She let her have the rest. This is not right. a
0: shower beer at all. <laughs> no. No,
7: no I'd, I would agree with that as well. Hmm. We're getting quite a variety here. I thought this was going to taste kind of like the uh, the Berliner rice, but it's not <laughs> at all. It tastes totally different.
9: Good. And it is pink. Ben really liked his. I did. It is <laughs> super pink. It's better than I that last one. that song. Which I one? Like the
6: tart one better than that one.
9: Though. All right, we've had a pinky one. Let's let's hope this next one's stinky.
7: Pink. Yeah? I don't know a song called Pink. The Aerosmith. That's I thought. I don't really like Aerosmith. So. What?
9: Everything's pink in the middle.
7: They're the other ones that sing the elevator song, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> he all. said the, the elevator, elevator songs. Song. <laughs> like, no, no,
9: no, garbage. That is a garbage song. Yeah, a I mean, garbage. it's not a garbage band, song. but that's like
7: a bad example of.
6: Yeah, it's a bad exam- example of Aerosmith. Yeah. <laughs> I like that
9: that's
7: the one that came to mind Aerosmith. <laughs> that elevator song. I always think of the one Talking talk about
2: that elevator?
7: Not terribly sure, to be honest. We got new towers. Hmm. This is doing. I know. Look at those. good. Ones, good. Like 1974. Can y'all focus, please? Oh, sorry. Good fucking Christ. 6 eight. Y'all are acting like I'm you've never been, up, been on one of these things. Okay. You're done. My goodness, I
6: I'm never. I don't know what to do.
7: If if Nate is the pod father, I'm I'm the I'm the, the fucking dad father of this <laughs> like I got to constantly tell everyone like how to behave <laughs> <laughs> God damn. All right. Uh, how are we doing on this? Everyone pretty much slammed right through it, didn't we? Uh, yeah, it tasted good. It. We just good? got the one more, which I'm it's pretty tasty. sure most of us have already tried, the truth. Um uh is someone going to make me get up? Can. can you go ask him for uh, for the truth? The truth? The truth. Look look right in the eyes and say, can we get the truth?
3: (laughs) Can we handle it?
7: (laughs) That's what he needs to say. If his response isn't, well, can you handle the truth? We can't handle the truth.
9: Mm -mm -mm. I'm already anticipating this next one's going to be my favorite one just because it's pretty good. I
8: agree. It's pretty good stuff.
6: The first sip Hmm. calls
7: for the third.
2: I believe this is.
6: I believe this is episode fourteen,
7: maybe. We've been doing this whole thing where we shoot sometimes two times a week, multiple weeks ahead of time. So I'm not really sure where we're at now. We just we just aired uh, uh, Saturdays are for the boys, episode eleven. I was listening to that. That was the uh, that was the uh, the pregame to Dick's uh, drunk catastrophe. Is that out yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, the buff came out already. Oh,
4: well, I must have been too drunk. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they
0: kind of came out in reverse order.
7: Then. Yeah, we, we it was like we Star Wars did, you know? Yeah. We, we, we showed it and then we're like, but listen to how it started. <laughs>
4: <laughs> 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 bum, 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 bum. I was shirtless for a lot of that part. Episode 11 Saturdays are for the <laughs> <laughs> boys. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind
6: of surprised <laughs> you have a shirt now, sir. <laughs> I'm in a public establishment You're in a, you're in a shirt you phase You act like that matters He's in a shirt <laughs> phase right
0: <laughs> in <a> shirt phase <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing shirts It is that's like
9: 15 below zero outside in, in his public defense Public That's true
7: That's very
4: true It's very true that's, I'm not quite there yet And that's also Dave Chips And Dave Chips is not here today Dave? No I've seen Dave Linder
7: uh, shirtless That,
4: that was more of an, an accident
7: You think you did But you missed the sleight of hand yeah, <laughs> <double> <laughs> you, thought was, you thought it was Dave Linder But the moment the shirt goes up he did a switch. Oh. Switching yeah, it around. Chips
2: has the Flip larger mode. penis. It's,
7: you're right. You're right. <laughs> I, it's actually visible, whereas Dave Linder, it's you're you're wondering. I can confirm that. It's gross. How many do we need? Uh, I mean, there's six of us. Six. So I don't know how he wants to do that. Three, two. This is going pretty good. I was worried about doing one of these in a public place, but it's not too loud in here. I don't think. It's quiet right now. I think now. we're doing all right. It's quiet right now. It's gonna get loud in a minute because we're mm. about to smash those pinball machines. I didn't play them. Like, we're,
4: not 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 them. Gonna, we're not gonna
7: go destroy the pinball machines. <laughs> we
4: actually this is light. Nick
2: Max <laughs> and part of the Doom Room crew. We do smash things. Alright, yeah. here comes the beer. that's, Beer's
7: incoming. Watch that out. That is not, you. That's not what we're trying to do. Beer's <laughs> be incoming, beers, beer right beer's coming. Fantastic
4: here you comes comes, here service your comes.
7: We, we also, also burn, burn things too fantastic sometimes <laughs> unless we're too drunk to figure out a flare yeah i got we got we got a lot of crap about the flare thing They're like you that guys was hilarious. are hilarious aren't you supposed to just pull the top off like well yeah if we're not you know wasted
1: Welcome to Literature. I'd like to start by introducing today's guest, Michelle, who's been an amazing friend of mine. Um, we actually met on Bookstagram. Like, yes, we did. It, I mean, it's been over a year. been almost two that I
10: started stalking you. Yes. <laughs> it was a funny Man. story, because I liked all of your photos, and I was like... In love with your account, and then eventually you started talking back to me.
1: Yeah, and then we became super besties. How many days on Snapchat? We have to brag about
10: that. I think it's three hundred and
1: eight. Three hundred and nine. Oh, three hundred and nine! Look at that. That's even better. <laughs> it's on your end too. <laughs> <laughs> but. <clears throat> But yeah, Um, and Michelle, you have a blog that you've been doing for a while.
10: Yeah, it's almost two years. I just dropped something. Yeah, no, I I have a blog. It's been almost two years that I've had it, so that's coming up in April. (laughs) I just turned on my TV. (laughs)
1: Excuse Accidentally, me. We're just having technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And another thing I love about you is your Hogwarts house. It's yes, so cool. I am a Ravenclaw. And your husband is a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. <laughs> and it's so adorable. <laughs> oh, I love it. And your kids are sorted into their houses. (laughs) One's a Ravenclaw like me, the other
10: one's a Hufflepuff like him. It's a family divided.
1: (laughs) 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 Okay, what is Oakley? Have you put Oakley in a house?
10: I haven't, but I'm pretty sure he'd probably be a Slytherin, because he likes to chew up our underwear.
1: (laughs) That's pretty weird. I love your dog mm-hmm. so much. His little his big chest, and he's so small, but he's so big, you know? He thinks he's so tough. Padfoot's definitely a Hufflepuff.
10: <laughs> Do you know what Mike is? Because obviously you're a Gryffindor. He's a
1: Gryffindor, too. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Um <laughs> My cat lady would definitely be a Slytherin and Zuki would be a Hufflepuff, but actually I really think that he would just be a muggle. Because <laughs> Zuki, you're the muggle. He's just cat. so plain that he's just a muggle. <laughs> a squib. I love that. <laughs> but no, um Caitlin got had a uh bandana and it says griffin dog on it i'm like i wish it was true but he's a huffle dog (laughs) (laughs) a hufflepuff he is a hufflepuff a hundred pound hufflepuff that's scared of everything (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny okay so we're gonna get into harry potter here today we haven't actually talked about this we are going to talk about the first Harry Potter book. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer-slash-Philosopher's Stone. You know, because America had to be fucking different. <laughs> so, what made you love Harry Potter? Well,
10: there's quite a few things that honestly made me love it. Like, funny story, actually. At first, um, when it first came out, my parents we so strict and we weren't actually allowed to watch it because magic wasn't allowed in our house, like anything to do with magic. <laughs> so I actually wasn't um, allowed to watch it. It was kind of banned until I was like 20 because right away when I was 18, I had a kid and it just kind of was put to the back of my mind. So I don't know. I don't know if there's one specific thing that made me love it so much. I think it's just like a bunch of tiny things that added up to make it amazing, you know. Growing up at times, I felt a bit like Harry. Well, I mean, now that I think about it, I'm probably more like Dobby because, you know, just wanted that freedom sock. Yeah. But yeah. I think just like it's very relatable and it um, just gives you hope that, you know, that there's magic out there. No matter what type of life you lived. Yeah. Just reading the books feels like magic in itself. I don't think any other book has given me the feelings that Harry Potter has, you know. It's just amazing. I think the world that the author created is just so astounding, right? Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm completely with you on that, 100%, because, I mean, I feel the same way. And we had two different childhoods, but I think that Harry Potter is so relatable, like, Not every type of kid. Yeah. You connect to somebody in that book. Like, it doesn't matter who the fuck you are. You feel connected to somebody. Something resonates with you in that book. It does. Yeah. that I cry every time I read Harry Potter. And watch the movies. (laughs) I cry during the movies. And in the later
10: books. You know, the first three books are kind of more timid and not as emotional but yeah but I do cry (laughs) it happens I can admit
1: it okay speaking you know we're back on Harry Potter books here you have a very unique copy of Harry Potter
10: I do I have one of the first edition ones that came out in Canada um, so first of all, mine is the Philosopher's Stone, unlike yours. Fuckin'
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Talkin'> America.
10: <laughs> and then also, I have the one wand twice typo. So on pay, on my page fifty three, where the Her- where Harry's um, equipment list is for Hogwarts, it says one wand, one cauldron, one set glass or crystal vials. One telescope, one set of brass scales, and one wand. So it's quite rare. It was fixed by, I think, right after this copy would have been. But, yeah, it's really cool. I love my copy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when you said that, I got super excited. I'm just like, holy (laughs) fuck. How (laughs) awesome to have a typo of such a popular book. Like, How do you miss one (laughs) wand twice? (laughs) Twice. But I I think they ended up changing
10: it from one wand. I don't even know. I think it's like, I think they changed it to like Dittany or like some sort of like potion book or something. I can't remember what they changed it to, but because I don't have a version that has it changed in it, but.
1: I'm, I'm looking through my version here and. Holy fuck, not my page fifty-three. <laughs> <clears throat> Holy fuck. Okay, so, in the background, I don't know if it's gonna pick it up, but we have Padfoot just tearing apart a rope, just <laughs> shredding it right now. <laughs> I don't know if they changed it anything. Mine has one wand, one cauldron, one set glass or crystal vials, one telescope, one set brass scales, and then right underneath that is students may also bring an owl or a cat. Oh, so they just coat. erased it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it was one wand is at the bottom of the brass scales. Yep. So it was a first well, thought and an afterthought. And last. <laughs> like, this is important. Oh, fuck, this is important. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how that went, but... <laughs> That's how I'd like to envision it. We should remind them again. (laughs) One fucking one. Okay. (laughs) All right. So Michelle and I both reread Harry Potter, you know, in the past couple weeks. I was super behind, super behind.